Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, APAT himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G Dub himself, Garrett. How you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics podcast. My name is Marvin. Here for the week, the last though week. No, I think February does bleed into Wednesday next week, but February 21st and 22nd, the double deuce. Um, Tuesday's last day. Tuesday's last, Tuesday's the last day. So we will, I mean, we will be recording this still in February next week. So uh, we're here as as these three know, and, and Garrett's kind of out of the major uh, pathway of the storm. But me and Alex are hunkered down. Uh, alert went out this morning. Don't expect to leave your house for three days. So we'll see how that works out. Um, I saw Sanford uh, and Avera all close their everything for the next three days. Yeah. Yeah, and, I heard you guys. Uh, did you guys? You did. Did you join the shit storm at like the grocery store to like get supplies for three days? We like, did, you... did that on Monday, or Ooh, maybe Sunday, even uh, because I have a huh. trusted weatherman on this show, and he told me last week big shit's coming. As we said, he said last week, he said, uh, "In like a lion, out like a lamb." Beginning of March, he knew it's coming up. Alex knew this storm was coming. Nobody's been believing him. Alex has been down on the ground, you know, sifting through dust, sifting through dirt, and eating little pieces of grass. And the earth finally told him what was going to happen, and this storm was coming. So he knew. He knew. I just want to tell everyone, I am so dedicated to the craft that uh, I don't even have time to read books anymore. <laughs> and that even is, if you're thinking, he said... He's dedicated to the craft. He also meant craft macaroni and cheese. This man, that's all he ate in, in college, that and um, pizza. But his craft that now that he's sacrificing for you guys, now it's pieces of grass with dirt on it. That's his craft macaroni and cheese now. Because he wants to know what the earth is thinking. Wow. Kind of makes you want to throw up. Would you I say, know I was so dedicated. As, as somebody who's so connected to the earth, Alex, as you are, you're connected to the dirt, the water, but does the sky actually, is that a part of Earth or is that like separated? Because it's not really conjoined. I would say, I would say that's, I mean, they all, all things are touching, but I would say they are different. Because if if the atmosphere wasn't there, then that all would be, would be gone. Correct. And to be fair, the water will only stick around as long as the solar winds don't hit it and knock it out. Exactly, of course. So really... This conversation... Really, it's just the rock that you're loyal to. And by by that, I mean Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Alex, you didn't get a chance to see the Ant-Man? No. But do you guys, I mean, talk about it if you need to. No, no, nobody turn off. Nobody skip. This is going to be non-spoiler. I'm keeping, we're bringing on the spoiler king right now. So it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, Yeah, so beware there. But I promise we will try. It's Corey. I'm used to ignoring him. So. I will just say this to before the guy gets on and, and doesn't let me say this, but I will say that. Hello. The... Jesus Christ. Hold on a second here, Corey. And then don't, don't, don't cut me off with this. Let me give this full thought first, Corey. All right. And usually, you know, you're my right hand man. You're out there on the streets, but I know tonight's going to be contentious. And so let me just say this first. I'll say this about Mr. Uh, Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumania. I'll say this straight off the bat. I will say the writing 
and I love Joe, Jeff Loveness. Like he wrote comics for a while, and he's been writing Rick and Morty, which I think is good. I think that he doesn't have. This is going to sound so mean, but I mean in the best way possible. I think he should have worked more his way up to writing movies because that movie feels so segmented. It could be like a series. Like it felt so segmented to me. I feel like nobody really has an arc. And I will say this, a good 50%, I'm willing to be be talked down to 40%, 50% of that movie, I could fall asleep in. Nothing goes on. Hmm. I will agree with the growth, I feel. I feel like some of the growth isn't there. Um, But nothing. I mean, I I still think it was entertaining for what it was. There was nothing in that movie that I was like, I didn't like. That I'm not saying that it's the best thing ever, but there's nothing in this like, I hated this. This was terrible. Like Thor, Love, and Thunder. Let me let and me Eternals. let me ask you this part, Alex. I'm going to give this part away as a spoiler because it doesn't it doesn't really pertain to any of the story. And within within the first five minutes of the movie, you know the shit's going to happen. It's so predictable. It's like they telegraphed it for you so many times. And this is the part that annoys me is the, the last part of it. Is that when they're in the quantum media? That's not a spoiler. When they're down there. Mr. Hank Pym, he's getting a signal in his ears with the thing that he talks to the ants, and he kind of presses on it. Happens three times during the movie, right? Very noticeable. They cut to him. It's not like it's hidden. You hear it, and he's like, what is that? And you saw the ants go with him to the quantum minute also, by the way. And then at the end of the movie, he goes, yeah, I was hearing them in my thing. And it flashes back to all three parts again of him hearing it <laughs> and of them getting caught up in the quantum mania and, and being sent there. And I was like, yes, I did watch your movie. And like, literally you just showed me one of those. Like I, you've been did it three times and they settled the camera on him trying to hear it. All you can say is I heard him on my thing. I don't need the flashback. <laughs> like, it's like they couldn't figure out how to like, they so much hold, the audience's hand, like everything, everybody says everything that they mean. Literally everything is as straightforward as it is. And I thought Thor, Love and Thunder had more creative jokes than this movie had. Well, they knew, a little nitpicky to me. They, they, they knew the audience from She-Hulk was going to come watch this. So they had to really dumb it down so that people understood what was going what's on. Your, what's your uh, deal with She-Hulk? That's a good series. No, nope, it was awful. It was like Eternals. Waste no, of fucking it was, time. It was good. Okay, Garrett, why when I agree with you, you got to bring me down <laughs> in the same sense? Oh, because I, I would rather have Hansel dying be spoiled for me a thousand times on repeat than and this forget it. This movie was, for what it was, enjoyable. It was a... Corey, what do you mean by that? For what it was? What was for it? For what was presented to you, Quantum Mania. In the quantum realm, it was a fun romp. There was nothing that I was disappointed with. Now, was there things that obviously could be better? Sure, but there's nothing. I'm like, it's like let me the let, neutral. Let me ask you this: so you, like, you found was it Paul Rudd Go funny ahead. in this movie? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> find him not funny. <laughs> okay, like I said neutral. It, I think it was. This is my metaphor. It's like the Iron Man two. Of phase five 
I could say that. That's fair. That's a fair yeah. assessment. So, not as great as Iron Man. Iron <laughs> I'll Man tell you. Was. I'll tell you this about Iron Man too. It, that's something that that movie has over this one. Uh, that bad guy. That bad guy actually puts up a fight. So, <laughs> in Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, He's true. around for Kang a while. Put up a fight. You didn't like Kang? Mm, I didn't say I didn't like him. I'm just saying. I can't say without spoilers. We're not spoiling Corey, by the way. No spoiling because Alex hasn't seen it. We're, we're just talking. About, on, I'll Alex. say this. There's no denying that one character that shows up in the movie, I think we all see him on the trailer, Monoc, steals the show. And two, there's no denying that that last battle sequence, even though kind of unnecessary, but anyways, but I think the spectacle of it is great. I think it has good action beats. This movie, action-wise, is way better than Thor and Love and Thunder. Humor-wise, it's not as good as that movie. But I think that they were getting knocked so bad. So I feel like it was kind of the Thor and Love and Thunder that was the reason they kept it such a serious tone because everybody's like, you're just trying to make goofy goof jokes the whole time. Hmm. I did see a f- this guy who's like, he loves the MCU movies. He's like, um, that movie was fine. Like Kang and Michelle Pfeiffer were the best part of it. And the MCU is now dead. <laughs> they have no heart. You're telling me, Corey, I have to ask you a serious question here. Okay. You're telling me the joke. And this is also, they're going to spoil a joke, Alex, but I guarantee you, you wouldn't have laughed at this anyways. <laughs> okay. Where Michael Douglas has to stick his hand, two hands onto something. And he's like, it's still not working. And he said, you got to, and then somebody goes, you have to shove it all the way, like stuffing a turkey. And then he plunges it in. And that's supposed to be the joke. You're telling me that is worthy over I any chuckle. other joke. You chuckle at I, that. It's physical humor. <laughs> you got to have appreciation for it. I'm with Marvin on that one. Okay, That's the only one that, that I laid I, flat. They really set up that joke, too, and it lays flat. I heard Marvin say it, and on this show, Marvin makes me laugh. I didn't even cry. I'll say this. Out. When, it well, hit, when guess, the jokes well, guess hit... Guess what? This movie is better than any of the mid-CU shows that have came out in Phase 4. So I can stand by that easily. Better than Loki? Yeah. Get out of fucking town. No, there's no way. Well, Loki wasn't good to the last two episodes. I mean, it was good, but it was like, (laughs) I don't know. You know, I take, I take, but you like Eternals, So we can't trust you. Yeah. I can't trust. Here's, here's, here's how, or what I'm going to say right now. And I know nobody's going to believe me, but just know that. I never felt bored in Eternals. In an Ant-Man, I felt bored. Complete opposite experience for me. Sounds like sounds like a sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> uh, sounds like you. But I will say, Alex, for the first yeah. time since uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home came out, um, it seems like there's an actual plan going forward. So that was surprising. That's good. So I I left it like, wow, I actually have a fucking semblance of a hint of what's going to come next. I'll tell you this too, Alex, because I know you'll want to know this information. I won't spoil what they are, but the mid credit scene uh, totally sucks. And then the the final one, though, is way better. And that should have been the mid one because that way you could have just left. But you have to wait till that end one. That one's actually Oh, my gosh. Yo, so you know, Marvin, you know what you're starting <laughs> to sound like? 
you're starting to sound like a Star Wars fanboy <laughs> with how nitpicky you're being. I, I I honestly am surprised, and I look at it's not as bad as that they're saying, but also it does not deserve to be be like you know what it's it's a good movie goes like Alex. If you're not planning on seeing it, I would say don't waste your money. I I mean. I, after getting through the talk with you guys, I don't need to go see it in theaters. Why spend ten dollars? I'll wait. The I can't imagine it's going to take as long as Black Panther to come out. Mm-hmm. So I'll just I will say it did I come out. It. Didn't it? No, not on Disney Plus. Black Panther. Oh, it did, but yeah, that it was did, but longer... it took longer than the forty-five days. Yeah. Oh, I see. They were trying to get as much money for the. Campaign. That's because they kept it in theaters way longer. This one will go yeah. because movies are starting to come out now. So. Right. Um. Uh. I watched this Friday, and then Saturday I watched like the original Avengers was on TV, and I was like, "Fuck!" If I could just go back, and then once Endgame happens, just stop watching. I had actually, I Ant Man had played on TV two days before I saw this movie, and I was like, "Damn, this is a fucking good movie." I forgot how good this movie is. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Ant Man and the Wasp and Quantumania, and I, I basically was like, "You know what? That whole series sucks." If it leads to this. <laughs> If you consider it a trilogy, the, then yes. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's like, you know, the yesteryear. Like, I was watching the end of Iron Man last week, and I'm like, God, that's so well done. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if they'll ever get back to those heights of, like, Infinity War and Endgame, but they got a lot to prove. But again, <laughs> this movie was still an enjoy. Like, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I didn't come out of it negative. I had a smile. I, I imagine we have to get through the Kang stuff and move on to Alex, when the Fantastic you don't, Four to get back. Sorry, I had, to spoil, right. I had to spoil something else, Alex. Okay. Because you're going to be pissed off when you see this happen. And this you are you are going to be on my side on this 100%. How many, how many times do people have to be next to those guards that hit them and steal their guns away before they realize maybe uh, watch them closer? That happens like <laughs> seven times in the movie. Or they're leading somebody somewhere, and they just turn and kick him in the stomach and steal her gun and kill everybody. And I was like, the fuck? And they're also the same kind of guards. That sounds stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't tell me right now you're not flashing back to the seven times that happens in that movie, Corey. Nope, because that's not something I was majorly concerned with. I was just enjoying a movie. Yeah, but you can't you know? have and this brings me characters in peril, and they all get out the same way. And the same person now, multiple times. Now, I texted something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. I'm going to do a little, a little segue. We'll go back. We'll go back. Just a little mini one. Um, hashtag guest host one watched a movie in completion yesterday that I believe half the members of Wednesday Comics, well, I guess two-thirds, had said, I mean, no, I'm only sure about a third that said it was not good. I watched Black Adam, and that was so enjoyable. I maybe just had super low expectations, but I enjoyed that movie, and I just wanted to give it the praise that it deserves because it was a good romp. Corey, you know know how much I hated that movie? I watched it twice just so, just so Garrett couldn't tell me that I didn't pay attention the first time. <laughs> that's how, hey, that's what Garrett and I did for The Last Jedi. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. 
I th- you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm going to say I would, this. Too. I will never even give Eternals a second chance ever. Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take, Corey. Here, sound the hot t- hot take alarm. <laughs> These the scores it's getting on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes are way too high. For what? For Ant Man and and Quantumania. <laughs> like it has Disney like a, can only they've already still- they spent. They spent half. A, they spent a fortune to get Eternals to where it's at. On it has that. like fifty-two. So, actually, I think dipped down to forty-eight. That's too high for this movie. So you're saying Thor: The Dark World is better than this movie? Yeah, I like that movie more. No. Wolf <laughs> Buzz. And this oh. movie has, and Quantum Medium has one of my favorite characters, and I loved every moment he was on t- on the screen. And still, I'll say that. Dude, no way. I think you need to rewatch or, the, or try to rewatch Thor the Dark World. That I'll, I'll rewatch it. Hot, I, I, re- I rewatched the Dark World. I still think that was actually not the worst movie. It's not that you know, bad. And, you know, I conferred with scientist Sam after we finished Quantumania and we were like, we both enjoyed it. It was just, it was, it was fine. It was. It was fun. It, you know, I would say a solid six out. I hope of they put that in the poster, Corey. It was fine. <laughs> well, it wasn't. You know, after getting so much bad with all the shows like She Hulk and all these other ones, She Hulk is good. Miss Marvel is good. False. Miss Marvel is Loki great. Miss Marvel is great. Miss Marvel is great. But no, only the last couple episodes of all these shows are great. All ben. I know is, is that I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy three trailer before this movie, and I was like, ah, I don't know, like we'll see, depending on how this movie does. And at the end of this movie, I was like, Do I need to see these anymore? That's what I thought to myself. Like MCU movies, yeah. Wow. I mean, I can see where you've lost faith because, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I've gained faith just because of Quantumania. Because there's been a lot of lack in quality, but supposedly they're going to do a refocus. But yeah, it, you know, let me tell you this. Uh, and then they this put is, out more mid. This is going to, and if you say this, it doesn't mean that this is a bad movie. But I want to get your honest opinion on this. Do you think there's a better story here to tell than they told? Yes. With with what was presented, what could they have done better? With those characters, not not with what was presented, but with those characters, is there a better story that could have been told? I think Cassie's story could have been done a little bit better because that's if you wanted me to get critical. Yeah, Cassie was a little cliche, as it were. But everybody else, I don't know. I mean, what else would you do? Michelle Pfeiffer was, was, you know, she was in the quantum realm, so she obviously was an expert of the area. And she's like, hey, why didn't you talk to me before you built this about the quantum realm? And she's and then they're like, hey, can you tell us about it? And she's like, I'm not, I don't talk about that. What the fuck? <laughs> because it's very traumatic for her. Yeah, I I saw uh, an argument that could be made that like they should have waited for this story, not like all the Ant-Man beats, but like that it should have been like a Fantastic Four sort of movie instead. Mm-hmm. With the, the quantum around at least that's again. True. That's I'm true. not coming into this saying that this is the best movie ever. I'm just saying it's not bad. Six out of ten. It did get me excited to see where the MCU's going, but again, is it ever like? Did it get me excited as like end credits of anything in Phase One? No. 
Yeah, this is like Garrett said, the Iron Man 2 Incredible Hulk stage, uh, kind of you know, where they're trying to find their footing for these new phases, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of the second phase. They're kind of already shit in the pot. But Do you think that the king was presented in the best way for his first movie? Uh, he wasn't presented great for his first TV show either, so I think uh, it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> Which one of he those? Can, he confused anyone that's never read a comic book when they watch Loki. So I, I feel like they've done a disservice to people since then. Mm, I don't know. You know, the thing is that in Loki, I enjoyed that buildup, though, to find out. And as a comic book reader, excited to know that it is Kang. I know, but you're a comic book reader. I know, but but it's the same as as when you talk about The Last of Us. If you haven't played the game and you're watching the show, you can enjoy the show for being a show. But if you've already played the game, much like if you've already read the comics, you're even more excited to see those Easter eggs, to see those tidbits, to see how they portrayed something. And for it to be even a surprise, maybe as a a fan, that's exciting. (laughs) You tell me you you really believe, because they powered up Ant-Man basically instead of nerfing King to make it an even fight. You believe that that man could be King? That Ant-Man could be King? Why not? Hmm. He killed all the Avengers on all those other dimensions. One Ant-Man. Can't deal with it. I mean, you know, if you read Ant-Man of yesteryear, Hank Pym... Kicked ass. I'm, I'm, we're not talking about Hank. Was we're talking about Hank's technology? Scott, still, why not? Scott Lang. If Here's, he was small and kept his, you know, large properties, where his strength is magnet, you know, or the magnitude of his strength. I don't know. Don't you think it would never have been a better out, story? Never count, out, never count out the little guy. The trailer was cut to make it seem <laughs> like that Scott was going to ask for time back because he missed five years of his life from King. And they would form some sort of partnership, and Scott would do something bad for a good reason. And that was going to be the story. And then it was none of that. It was just basically run-of-the-mill, bad guy wants to do bad things. It was a very basic plot. But that's something that's been missing, too, from the MCU, is a basic plot where they're trying to do these weird, dumb, stupid things. Why is this movie almost three hours long? It's not. It's two it's hours. It's under two hours. Dude. Isn't it how two long do you sleep? <laughs> Isn't it two and a half? <laughs> no. It's two hours and five minutes with the credits. All right. Well, I got out of there. I did a one o'clock movie and I got out of 340. So I don't know where that extra fucking time came from. Wow. That's really? I wonder how you felt about Wakanda Taylor's. forever. That, talk about, um, I mean, you know, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I mean, that was not a great outing for me. So I disagree with that. You're saying you, you don't, are you saying you didn't like black Panther Wakanda forever. I like, I like one. I didn't really like two. This is what you're working with, Alex. Wow. <laughs> hey, uh, are you sure you're related Sorry, to him? I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like uh blue alien suits, fake iron man and uh, whatever, whatever. So. so you don't like change is what we're hearing. Okay. I don't like who? Change. The I natural don't like change. Yeah. When the change ain't good. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so is Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that's their next outing, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that the whole plot leaked online? 
No. Oh, okay. I thought about I just keep, re- I keep away from those. I thought about I, just I thought about just reading it because I, maybe I won't go see that movie. Don't do that. What's the fun in that? Come on, Marvin. Don't do that to yourself. This movie. The joy of movies is to you go need to, to witness experience. the death of yeah. the MCU. Listen, you can't I, I would have rather. Rather than watch this movie, I'd rather would have Ant Man shrink down and go up my ass and blow up. <laughs> have a termite notion, okay? If they know, what movie I'm looking forward to the most is uh, John Wick Four, which is going to do better than all. Of these let me shows. ask you. Let me ask you a question about before the movie. Did they play the trailer for the Boogeyman for you guys? No. What about Scream? Um, I'm trying. They to did Scream. Here. I saw Scream. Yeah, I can't remember the Boogeyman one. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think they expected like kids to go to this movie because that was way more scary than the actual movie for them. Garrett was seeing <laughs> Scream <laughs> trailer. Yeah, <laughs> which mm-hmm. it's not really. It's like a quick trailer, but still, even. Mm-hmm. God damn! Well, we're we gonna eat so good because we got what do we got here coming up? We got Creed three first week of March. Then we got John Wick four. Ted Lasso season three, Shazam two, Shazam two, March seventeenth. I'm excited for Shazam two. That looks freaking great. My question is, and I think James Gunn keeps him as Shazam, and like, because like I feel like that movie was on its own anyways. So right. why don't you just keep that going? Like it fits more. I feel like it fits a James Gunn kind of style anyway. So they would just keep it, right? That'd be nice. Did you see, speaking of rumors, and I know, uh, Corey, I'm stealing all your scoops right now, but I did see a big rumor is that in Flash that they did some reshoots to f- put in an after credit scene where Ezra no longer is the Flash, like it becomes a different Flash, that like he fades out and a different one fades in. And it's Grant Gustin? Yeah, and it's Grant. Oh, God, Dude, I would fucking die. I did cool. see that on TikTok. I really hope that's true. Yeah, I've seen it a lot of times. Who's I that? love it. Amazing, and the timing would be great. Who's Grant? He played Flash uh, on, in the TV he show. He plays TV show. Oh, that'd be awesome. I haven't even watched the show, but that'd be he looks good. That's a good choice. He's a great actor. He's a great Barry. Yeah, and he's not going to go crazy like Ezra over here. So, yeah. I mean, th- that's the only reason why I feel okay seeing that movie. It's like I know that he's done with that character after that movie. Like if that movie blows, if that movie blows up, they're not just gonna keep him around. Right. Like I, I understand if you don't like like a certain person because they did this, 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 and it's like allegedly this. This guy confirmed has done so much shit <laughs> publicly, privately. Like I don't understand how you keep him on. Started like, like a cult. Started yeah. a cult. Like there's literally videos of him assaulting people that he got arrested for. Like this is not the Flash. This is right. uh this is uh, uh reverse flash. That's what he is. Well, they've sunk so much. Mo- I mean, that movie's been filmed for like two, three years now. Yeah, that, so that's it, why I understand they why they got so put much it money. Out. Yeah, but it's like they also haven't announced that he's not going to be Flash anymore, right? right. Well, they are not going to do that right before they're. That's what movie. I mean. So yeah. like, there's a part of me being like, don't fuck this up and like keep him around if that movie does good, and you're like. Oh, we got to keep them. That's why the movie did good. I'm talking about I, executives, obviously. But <laughs> I thought of you guys when I saw the trailer for Flash. Like the Flash trailer is great, but when you see that little kid run out of the house, I was like, "Fuck, you run just as bad as when you're an adult." 
like his arms on his side and he's like sprinting. I'm like, you fucking, you never improved your running skill from as a child to like super speed. And that's his, that's his power. <laughs> and he still runs like that. And he looks like he's like touching his shoulder, his opposite shoulder every time. He's you running. know why? I think that he thinks that makes it look like he's running faster. Like right. the, the force is so fast that his arms can't catch up. Mm-hmm. But also, it makes it seem like you have no muscle whatsoever to keep it at your sides. Yeah. But no, I think it's a good move to recast Ezra Miller. Um, God, if it's Grant Gustin, I think that's the kind of move that will win back some of the people scorned by like not having Henry Cavill in this. Like, you take away something that, like, fans are looking forward to, but give fans something that they would love and appreciate, like bringing Grant Gustin as the Flash. Genius move if they do it. I think you do do Grant or you do somebody completely unknown. You don't get another name for it. Yeah, that's agreed. Like, don't go out there and try to get, like, I don't even know who the fuck you would get anymore. I was just about to say, um, uh... What's Zach Efron? But I was like, that guy's old now. Like, you can't get him anymore, dude. That guy got like Botox and looks like fucking John Travolta. Right? Now. I think he got jaw surgery. Actually, uh, yeah, he actually got injured. So, Jesus oh, I'm sorry. Insensitive. He looks like the bad guy at Garot twenty one eighty eight on Twitter. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and he's shooting the machine gun bullets out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can pay $13 on the bronze platinum to your fucking Garrett for an hour. Corey, what's the bad guy's name in the mask? Uh, Gosh. Darian? Darian, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He plays the main villain in that movie, but in every other movie, he's like a henchman guy. Yeah, that's true. He got his one chance to shine. There we go, baby. (laughs) This is what he fucking looks like right now. (laughs) There we go. Um,. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. We'll see uh, about that movie um, and see how that all DC stuff goes. By the way, I am still looking forward to Loki two a lot. So I am too, dude. Uh, never mind. I almost said something naughty, but yeah, I'm excited for Loki season two. Yeah, Garrett, don't spoil anything. Okay, we I take didn't that fucking very do anything. Jeez, well, Garrett, I, I've been, I've been, I'm very good at ignoring chit chat, so you guys are okay. Alex, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, like ask the question. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was going to say, like, what, what, what storyline from comics of recent DC or Marvel would you like to see in the big screen, Alex? I know I'm asking you this because I know you don't like them going to the big screen. I got one. Like the one that always comes to mind that I would enjoy seeing, but it would be more than just one movie, would be like the Gauntlet from Spider Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. No way home is probably as close you're going to get to that right now, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's true. But I, that's one that comes to mind where it's not just a Craven Hunter story. Yeah, it is. A nice build-up to all these characters who hate Spider-Man. Um, DC-wise, that I would like to see. Honestly, DC. if they would, if they would do a um, Gotham Central movie, would be really good with the 
very little Batman, but you have more of the bad guys showing up. Much like I mean, that first issue, you see Mr. Freeze, and he freezes a cop, and his arm is broken. Like that kind of stuff, I'd want to see. Not not the superhero stuff, but just the nitty gritty, the cops doing their job. I like the show Gotham. <laughs> I'm. I would say Batman White Knight. Um, oh, sorry, Al, I had to. You set me up. Uh, like for for some people, we didn't watch that bullshit show, so it doesn't matter. It wasn't bullshit. It was actually pretty. It was good. actually very good. Yeah. I never saw Flash. Didn't know who the hell Grant McGustin is. Didn't well, me. maybe you should watch good TV. Uh, busy doing other stuff, like not reading comic books. You can't if you beat Metroid six times in a row. Isn't that enough? I'm not playing Metroid. I'm farming. <laughs> Were you playing Farmville? No, I'm playing Stardew Valley. It's different. He's farming, he wow. said. Let me ask you this question then, because you brought it back to Batman. Uh, we know that he's he's focusing the Batman's story around Grant Morrison like uh, Damien and Bruce up in the upcoming movie. But let's disregard that for a second. What Batman storyline that they haven't used as inspiration for a movie would you like to see in the big screen? White Knight. Um, I mean, I, I think like, can you say, can you say the long Halloween? So we haven't seen a long, a live action version. That. We've seen sort of, sort of. I feel of. like all of them say that that's their inspiration, though. Mm-hmm. Well, then how about uh, like do hush? God, I don't know. Hush. I'd say hush the the hush storyline would be the one I'd go with. It kind of seems like where they're leading too with the Batman. I would say, and then you know they're probably thinking about this. Uh, Court of Owls, but I feel like that got so saturated with like so many things that were related to it, and that's their go-to for anything. So I I would say no, but there would be a time when I'd be like, yeah, go Court of Owls, but now at this point, I think it's too much. Um, I would like to see the uh, that uh, the Batman that future. What are the Future Shock? Future Shock? Future well, State? State? Future State story be adapted. That was pretty good. That'd be badass. Well, I mean, obviously, if they could actually pull off a fucking Batman Beyond story that everyone wants. Well, uh, they send the precedent now, Garrett, that there's Elseworlds, so they could make one of those movies. What about an Arkham Asylum movie based off the video game? Oh, Fuck. We thought we, we thought, I thought you were going to say comic, and Garrett was about to be in. No, I'm talking about the video game. Yeah, not Arkham Asylum, the comic. Um, damn, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. I agree. Uh-huh. Actually, who are they gonna fucking cast as Batman? I know, and Superman too. I'm like, who? Who would be? I think Batman is. I think they're gonna go with a younger unknown for Superman because he's supposed to be younger when he starts. And I think a Batman, since it's supposed to be a Batman in his prime, they'll go for a name. Yeah, dude, John Hamm's got the jawline. Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. What? He said Casey. Harry Styles. You know who would? No, fuck Harry Styles. You know who would be a good uh, dick to bring around? Grayson is uh, Jorston going to love it? Have him come back and actually become the Robin he was meant to be. 
pretty dope. Well, I see him play Batman too. Like he could. Yeah, he eh. could, I guess. Eh. Gary doesn't like you because he didn't pick it. No. Mm. Well, Corey, we left Babyface, man. Let's just end on a good note here. Me and you agree on this, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you sh- you know, we used to, you know, like remember remember the Planet of the Apes days? Yeah, those were good. Yeah, okay. that minute that movie just finished filming, so we'll be together one day again. Oh yeah, for the new one, yeah. Kingdom we'll, of the Planet. Apes. Yep. That's where everything will be restored. Okay, well, this is hashtag guest host one calling from the Antarctic hell capital of the world minneapolis as we're about to enter this winter storm of winter storms stay safe out there and uh yeah i got nothing do better you know who you are (laughs) there you go the uh entertainment king from the entertainment capital of the world but let's get into these comic books as always nightwing 101 this is uh tom taylor and um some artist, but I can't tell who it is. Is it Terry Moore? Who is it? Moore, somebody Moore. God, DC doesn't put it on here. Tony Moore? One of the Moores. Anyways, uh, they're doing a big thing where the Justice League are gone and the uh, Teen Titans, Titans, as they're calling them, uh, will be taking over. And uh, it gets me excited. I love the Teen Titans. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Nightwing number uno. Cero. Uno. And next on the list here, Alex, if I could find it. Jesus Christ, where is it at? Oh, here it is. Local Man number one by uh, Tim Seeley, Tony Fleece. Tim Seeley, Tony Fleece on the art and uh, writing. Series premiere, Stray Dog creator Tony Fleece teams with Revival's Tim Seeley for a series that combines rural crime noir and superhero action. One of the star recruits of the media. Sensation Super Team Third Gen, Jack Xavier had it all. But when controversy sends Cross Jack crawling back to his mom and dad's basement in the Midwest, Jack struggles to fit into a world he left far behind. And then the bodies keep piling up. Each issue is a classic image flipbook with the lead story by Fleece in a superhero flashback and depths. In the depths of the image universe drawn by Seeley. First issue contains 30 pages for only $3.99. Alex? You know what? That sounds way different than I was expecting. And I'm actually really excited for it. I did not read all of Revival, but I did read a fair amount of it. That is probably the most highlighted thing that I've read from Tim Seeley in a long time. Outside of his Nightwing run back, Nightwing run back in New 52, which I did enjoy. Uh, Fleece, I, I mean, we see him at Supercon now a couple times, twice at least. Did Stray Dogs, I've gotten that, not did, wrote and drew Stray Dogs. Uh, obviously part of the My Little Pony. I'm excited for this book. This should be pretty good. Gotta, you know, maybe get him signed next year. Who knows? Yeah, you're right. I think both creators are great. His Stray Dogs, after Supercon last year, we, I saw a panel with him and him talking about story and afterwards, I was like, you know what? I haven't read the Stray Dogs yet. Dogs yet, so let me go. And I read it, and I was like, this is great. And so seeing these two on this book do make me excited. And the concept, I feel like, is uh, fresh enough that um, it's gonna be interesting. See what it's about. Speaking of uh, fresh and new, so hot and so clean. Uh, Mister uh, Blue Book number one of five. Uh, James Tenney, the fourth Claus Johnson, uh, and our uh, the cover, excuse me, by Michael. Omin, 
In the debut issue, Tinian presents what he calls true weird stories, tales of ordinary people encountering the strange and the impossible, teaming with artist Michael Avon Oming. They retell some of the most popular UFO and alien encounters, starting with the inf- infamous Betty and Barney Hill abduction, the widely publicized and very first abduction that went on to shape and influence all future encounter stories. Also includes the short The Weird... True Weird Coney Island by James Tinian the Fourth, Claus Johnson, and Aida Bigadar. What do you think, you're Garrett? Um, well, I'm excited for this. A little less excited because uh, you guys pointed out to me that it's only five issues. Uh, because I think that's great potential for an awesome series. I've always wanted like a book that's kind of like X Files, um, like literally just telling me stories about weird and strange and like have a little a storyline and a b storyline like uh that got me really excited um so i'm again i'm bummed it's only five issues but maybe we'll do it in volumes or something but still it looks super cool and uh, i'm excited to dive into this so it, it just looks I, fun I and fresh to me wasn't um something's killing the children only like an eight issue run and now it's 32 issues later so fair yeah you but, never it, but it is dark horse comics so it's yeah, I mean, no, not, is... not too much hate, but I mean, they they, they fill yeah. contracts, man. They're doing other stuff too at Dark Horse, Dark Horse nowadays. I think they're actually starting to distribute comics for other publishers. Hmm. If I remember correctly, well, we'll see. Dark Horse, please let this go beyond the limited to an ongoing, because it sounds like a great idea. I do like the concept too of taking real stories about weird stuff and making it uh, like an anthology series. That sounds cool. Yeah. There we go. Brought to you by Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Go to Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, both physical locations. Go to Rainbow Comics and Cards.com for more information and anytime online at Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Alex, we already talked about the weather, about this end pending snow, um, snow mania, I'm going to call it. Well, I can. <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Frost Hogan's going to come leg drop me in the fucking ne- neck tomorrow. I know it. And he's going to leave about 12 inches. His 24-inch python's right on the ground there of snow. <laughs> um, so we don't need to talk about that. We know what's going on there. So, uh, Gary, we have a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents uh, Joe the Barbarian, issue two, written by Grant Morrison with art by Sean Murphy. What did you guys think? I have come to the conclusion that Grant Morrison is not a writer that I will probably ever be a fan of. I will like certain things. <laughs> um, I read this issue and I had to read it, read a couple pages again because I don't know what the hell was going on. The art was phenomenal. The coloring, fantastic. I like the the dual showing of what Joe is doing in the, I'm going to call it the fairy world, the other realm, and what he is actually doing in the house. Like, I've enjoyed that aspect of it. But sometimes the dialogue between him and Jack, I hate. Uh, uh, The writing style is not for me. The art, phenomenal. Writing, Grant's not for me. I I can tell you that right now. Wow. What about you there, Marv? <clears throat> I thought this issue uh, was a great issue. It, feel, it felt like a little bit longer than the first issue. 
don't know if that's exactly true or if it just felt like it. Um, so I, I like having read this story, I know what's going on. So maybe that's why I'm not as confused. And I know you have read it too, Alex, but you said you forgot the whole concept of it. So maybe that's why. Um, so I was able to understand what's going on, but I do remember having the same mindset as you, Alex, when I first read it. But I'll say this though, for me, Sean Murphy and, and, and Grant on this book of this concept and what's been going on so far, um, is a, a very rewarding thing to reread because I like it. It's always cool for me to go back and see early iterations of, of people's work. Um, and then now like go back to it and look at it, how they used to write and kind of see like, Oh, there's the thing like Grant Morrison obviously is a better writer today than he was then. Right. Sean Murphy, I would say same thing about being an artist that like both things are true. Uh, both things can't be denied with more practice and time. You get better at something. Um, but I like seeing the looseness of which the two of them both grant with the thing you actually did that Alex didn't like. I like how it's very weird concept and like very weird what's going on. And then Sean Murphy, I think we noted last week, like not as strong lines, not as strong with the details and stuff like that, more loose um, on this. And it just kind of weird. You can see them like uh, developing at this time. I mean, Grant was like at the peak of his career. So it's not even saying like, but I think like when you see like the Klaus Grant Morrison, it's definitely a guy who's more restrained, but still knows how to do that weirdness without going super conceptual. So I thought I, I really like the second issue. Um, I do know though, that this did seem like a lot going on that happened from the first page to the last page plot wise. And I was like, is this over by issue three or four? Like what's going on here? But it's eight issues, right? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, my take on it, I'm I'm gonna agree with you, Marvin. Like I knew right when I got about three pages in issue two that this was really hitting for me. Um, I love the fact that Grant kind of put in there that it's like a kid that's suffering from like basically uh hypo like you know from being diabetic like he has low blood sugar um i thought that was excellent storytelling and that he's like fading in between like reality and this mindscape because like he's on low blood sugar and like i think that you know um people that are diabetic they have to deal with very extreme things and this is like one of them not necessarily having hallucinations but um I just really liked how he made that kind of grounded in reality, even though it is uh, a fictional story. Um, the art was incredible. Um, I, you know, it's basically Joe is bouncing around this dream world for these external threats, but, you know, obviously like in reality, the threats he's, he's making up in his mind. Um, but he's using things familiar to him to like go at those, uh, enemies and so i had a lot of fun with it it did seem longer than the first issue um maybe this was back in the day where the first issue was like 2.99 or two dollars and then they did a longer story going on from there but i had a great time art was good love seeing all the cameos of the certain characters um 
and yeah, I can't wait for issue three. But I mean, this seems this does seem like you know a two thousand storyline because it's really short comics. You know, still a lot you of know, fun. That's a good point. I, it might also be that too. I feel like there was there was the the obviously very very uh, compressed storytelling of the Marvel uh, like sixties. Obviously, like a, a Stan Lee, like basically telling a whole nowadays arc of stories in an issue and then in, in when Bennis came on the, the compression age happened where they decided to be like no no this is take your time with this you don't need to do it all at once it is kind of maybe that's also a thing that uh, that's happening in here is that like maybe it's not really so much grant change but the kind of stories that we were seeking in terms of like you know being made for the trade and not really the issue or in this case like being eight issues, I guarantee you, if he probably rewrote this today. I don't think it'd be in eight issues. This is like a three, four issues uh, series, and when you do that, then you have to be tighter in your writing. So maybe that's why Grant's so loose on this one. But this is also yes. back in the day when, as you were saying, Garrett, you know, like I think that was the case where the first issue was cheaper, but also had less pages. But also back then, like the publishers were like, "Oh no, I need eight issues from you." You could pitch a story, but then they would tell you how many issues. Nowadays, right. you, you pitch a story and you say it's this many issues. Cause yeah, I believe it used to be like it'd be a dollar ninety nine for like a fifteen page comic for issue one, and then you'd go like to your twenty page for your normal price yeah. after that. But instead of nowadays, you get an oversized comic for less price, and then it goes back up to a higher price for less pages. Well, they got to make back that cost. You know, stock ain't easy wow. on the yeah. checkbook. Used to believe in the reader, but guess not. <laughs> Two ninety nine, where they drew the line. When what year was that? Do you think? Here, uh, that was the end of uh, before the new fifty two. So that's about twenty eleven. Was it? I thought it was at rebirth. No, drawn the line. They did right before new fifty two. It definitely is before. Rebirth. It did go back. It did go back down for rebirth. Like all the issue okay. ones were three dollars. Yeah, but then they went. Eventually, when they got, got through with rebirth, they went back to just like every. It 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 used to be weekly or every other week. Then it went back up to monthly, and then it got to four dollars again. So, what what year was it, Alec? Uh, Garrett? I think I think um, New Fifty Two was two thousand twelve. Yeah, like fall of two thousand eleven. So here's the thing: in twenty eleven, if we adjust for inflation. Three ninety eight is the cost, so they're still holding the line. Technically, mm-hmm. at three ninety nine, it's just that two ninety nine is now three ninety nine. Well. Except that they have like five issues, <laughs> books and shit. Um, there we go, Joe the Barbarian. You know, I was reading this issue. I'll tell you, say one thing, uh, Alex. I think I confused about one thing, but it was totally on me. It's not about the issue at all. For the longest time, I was like, is "This is called Jack the Barbarian." Like his name is Jack. I thought it was something else. And then later he says Joe, and I go, oh, sh- the fucking rat's name is yeah. Jack. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I was just like, oh, I thought it was Joe. And then I, and then when he later says, when the when the mouse says, oh, no, my name is Shock, like he says it differently, I was like, oh, he's Jack. Okay. Hmm. By the way, like I said, it's not confusing in the book. I know I don't know why I fucking thought that. The longest time. It's not confusing in the book, but in real life it is. <laughs> there we go. Ah, talking about confusing. Uh, I'm confused on 
why each week I throw myself in this emotional uh, tornado called Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> this last issue, which was issued, I mean, episode, which was what, six? Yep. Yes. Um, kin. Kin, as uh, Garrett just stated, kin. Um, Alex, that means family folk. Kin. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. In, in this episode, um, we kind of get when they get to uh, Jackson. Jackson? Yep. Yeah. That's just basically the Jackson story before they decide to leave and finish the uh, quest to uh, get Ellie as the vaccine. Um, what I thought was done well in this issue or this episode is obviously all the Joel stuff. Like Pedro like kills it in this whole episode. Uh, everything about Joel in this episode, like this is a very Joel centric episode and they think it needed to happen because all these things have been happening kind of suddenly in the background and it was going to come to a head eventually. And it kind of sets the tone for going forward um, with the whole story. But I was still surprised on how I know all that's going to happen here. And it's still impactful to see it happen in this kind of lens instead. Yeah, and I think with the added layer, like I, I'm, I've been loving all the additives that they've put into this show. Like that he's suffering from like panic attacks. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't a guy who was like emotionally locked down because of what happened to his daughter starts caring for somebody else? Why would that panic not creep right back? Like, hey, I'm finally caring for somebody again. Um, But what if they die? What if they get hurt? Like, what if it's my fault again? And I was just like, man, that's fucking beautiful. Like, I think they just add so much more character to Joel, Um, which, again, it's hard to do in a video game, but... Um, like when, when he was like clutching his chest, I was like, I could feel that. It's like, man, this guy has got so much weight that he's trying to like hold on to, uh, because you know, he lost Sarah that way. Even like the, uh, conversation where he breaks down in front of Tommy, like even that part, I was just like, God damn this dude. Like it's, it, it, it definitely is. I feel like Joel had these kind of things in the show, but as you stated, Garrett, like there was only so much you can do with the game. Like a lot is told from them, the action scenes with them where like they would quit back to each other and say stuff to each other. So in this one, you had to kind of find a different way to do it. But I even feel like the Joel in the game is still way more reserved and subtle. And like, and so to see Pedro kind of be more of a, a vulnerable kind of Joel, like I feel like adds to the character because as you stated, like, yeah, why wouldn't he be like that messed up and have panic attacks? He clearly like, he clearly thinks himself that he's not good at what he does because every single person up to that point that he chose to care about and basically said as Bill did saying like, that's why we exist to protect people we love. And Joel's not able to do that. And Bill was able to do that for so long. And as you could see in that episode three, when they didn't agree on everything. And now he's kind of like, yeah, it must be me. Like, obviously, it's possible in this world to keep somebody you love alive, but I can't do it. And I don't know. I think even knowing that's going to happen this this episode, and it was going to be like, basically the moment to cement that these two were in it to the end. Um, it's still, I feel like a great hour of TV. 
For sure. And like, yeah, you give a lot of credence to Joel, but fuck, Bella Ramsey is LA too. I mean, I thought this was a really codependent episode and like, especially the, the last like third of the episode, I thought Bella Ramsey killed it. Like I was like, you are Ellie. Like after watching this episode. Mm. We kind of a little bit of saw, um, the kind of like, um, cafeteria barn. Where, oh yeah. Where the, Dina. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to say anymore, but yes. Yeah, there's an allusion to a character from part two. What's that, Alex? You didn't like it? I, I did. I did. I mean, I enjoyed the change from the game to the show is fantastic, and I and I don't need the fighting. Actually, I enjoy this more for the fact that we get to be so brought into these characters and that Joel is an actual person. Uh, he's such a hard ass in the game, which makes sense for him in the game where he really has, you know, lived that life of I am stern and I don't give two shits about anybody. And it takes so long for him to soften up to Ellie where in this one in real life, if you were really going to take care of this other person, yeah, you would, you'd either start loving them or start caring about them or you would have killed them yourself. So, uh, it's nice to see Pedro was probably the best choice for this. Bella, I'm still on the fence of. She does a very good really? job. They they deliver their line like that line. The when Joel goes to see her in the room, and she had heard the the chit chat between Tommy and him, and she goes, well, "What am I? Have you been with me?" And and they have their argument, and she says stuff about Sarah, and they keep testing each other. Uh, very well done. I mean, I was getting really excited for that. Uh, I did meet my two favorite characters in this episode and they are the old man and old woman in the beginning when the old oh, man yeah. walks the door and he goes why didn't you shoot him guns over there and you made him stoop yeah it's cold outside <laughs> uh, yeah, that, so was, I, that was a good opening i thought that was joel at first when they when he walked up it was, yeah. i was really impressed and even the change at the end of this one so in the game when they go to the colorado uh college and you have, I enjoy the fact that they don't fight every single person that lives in this world. But there's a small little group of four raiders that were going to come wreak havoc or whatever they were doing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you couldn't make it like the game where basically you kill a thousand people. Like, I do, I mm-hmm. do agree with that, Alex. Like, it is smart that in this world they would be trying to avoid these kind of fights because they only have well, a certain amount of them. They wouldn't fight, and not there wouldn't always be a thousand guys that come to fight you at one time. Um, and so instead of in the game, you know, he falls off the, the balcony and gets impaled on some rebar. This one, he fights a guy with the bat, and the dude with the bat broke the bat and actually, almost accidentally stabbed him in the gut. And that's what leads us now to the, the next episode, which I'm excited for. I, I As I wrapped up the show, I thought, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to see Left Behind? Or are we going to move on to the winter? And obviously the next episode we get to see is the Left Behind where Riley and uh, Ellie interact. So it'll be good. I'm excited for it. I wanted to finish that part of the game. Yeah, no you have You did finish it, right? No, I haven't finished that part yet. Holy shit, Bloomberg. Marvin. It's a two-hour DLC. You have one week. I think it, we, read that, <laughs> we read that comic here on the show. It's only kind of uh inside i have into this part of the story marvin whatever game you're playing set it aside play midnight suns right oh just do the dlc quick 
Listen. Well, it's what good. I will say, here's will. what I'm a little worried about. Is so we have three episodes left, right? So next week is Left Behind. Do you think they're going to do Left Behind and like get back to like where we're at? In yeah, the story? I think so. I think Left Behind okay. will be in flashbacks. Okay, good. Because like I'm a little worried that like because like there's still some beats that they definitely have to hit. And I know, like, for sure, like, the last episode and the episode before will be a certain bad person, and then we have our ending. Well, that's um, the thing, isn't it? To be fair, if we're on issues, episode seven is nine. You do Left Behind next. You do the quote-unquote winter, and then you could wrap it up. I mean, it's not... I know, but we still I have mean, to see certain zoo animals. We still have to see... Uh, that yeah, but that's only going to take moments. That's only going to take moments. It's not going to take that's true. a whole episode to go see the certain animal. Yeah. And that that's... last episode could be two hours long. True. That's what I'm hoping. God, I hope. But Did you... No, it's it's been great. I, I, I haven't... Um, I didn't watch the... Because after each episode at the end, it shows like behind the scenes thing. I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to watch that one this time. And I didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast yet for last of us but so i'm gonna ask you this question and maybe it's answered in one of those two places and i can get confirmation but did you did this do you guys did you guys notice that like in between the panic attacks when something like stressful was going on and it might be joel might be thinking about that that the screen kind of like dimmed almost like it was like contracting I think we're meant uh, to feel like he does when he's having the panic attack. Yeah, they didn't talk. They didn't talk about it in the aftermath of the episode. Yeah, or behind the scenes. Because um, when he had the panic attacks, that. it kind of did that, but it would do it other parts of the scene too. But it wouldn't do like a, it wouldn't do it all the time. So I was like, "There's no way that it's my my uh, TV doing that." It only would no. be. I like, wonder if it's is it kind of like when he's like low on health kind of thing. Yeah. So like when they first pull up to. And they're like, just the dog sniffing part. It happens like there it goes, like that. Oh, so I was like, hmm. it, it's definitely. I noticed that. I noticed when he grabs his chest. No, see, like I was saying, this is before all that, and kind of like before he even has the first one. You see it happen a couple times. Hmm. Once again, my just I might be just my TV. Something might be happening with my TV. Who knows? But. God damn! I better not be having. That'd be the worst thing to happen. Is this TV goes out and we have that snowstorm? And I can't do anything. What am I going to do? Read. Uh, I. That's so hilarious that you're waiting a week before the episode airs to finally finish that DLC. Listen. You know why? Because I was going to play because I have the the um, re-release version, but I don't have the remastered version. And I was like, oh, I'll buy that. Then I'll, because it's remastered, that part of it's remastered on there, right? Uh, so you're saying you got Last of Us Part One? No, I got the. He's got, he's got the remaster. Oh, remaster. Yeah, that's on. On PS4. Yeah. Right? No, but I'm saying on the remake, is that in there? <sighs> yes. Yeah. See, and that's why I haven't played it, because I, I was like, well, I could play it now, because I own the remastered version, or I'll buy the new one and play it then, and I just totally forgot. Hmm. Well, looks like you're playing the remaster one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, it's two hours. All right, I'm in. It's two hours, and it's fun. You know what? It's great. You're right. I think I... if, 
If you're not doing the collecting of all the bullshit, it's just a nice little fun romp to go you're do right. stuff. What am I going to do when you, I can't even go outside in the next couple of days here? Well, start off with the nice DLC, and then maybe they'll want to buy the remaster or the remake. Garrett, after the fact. You're absolutely right. See? Man, I'm just finding things for you to do. Marvin, is your PlayStation 4 the digital only, or do you have the disc options? You're talking 5 or 4? 5. 5 is disc 2. Okay. I, yeah, for I... the longest time, was going to go no disc, and then I thought, what if I get a disc? I'd rather have the option than not have the option. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. WednesdayComics.com, that's a website. You can go there. <laughs> Subscribe to the show. Um I'm going to say subscribe on iHeartRadio out of all of them. Uh, get, some, get us some clicks. In. Oh, I actually just saw um, we were on the charts in Ireland pretty high up, and uh, we just lost 42 places in Ireland. What happened there, Ireland? Alex is one of you. Are you, Alex? I am, I am Irish. There you go. See? He is part of you. That's why you were listening. Garrett, I don't think so. That guy looks Swedish, kind of drunk. I got I got 5% Irish, and oh. my beard, when I grow it out, turns orange. I'm, I'm actually half Irish, though. So. See, 5%, Alex. This guy's trying to relate with you. I knew that guy fucking loved potatoes. God damn. <laughs> Do you hear that, 5%? Um, so, anyways, I eat Ireland. Um, I know that's not the way you guys talk. Don't take offense to that. If you do... <laughs> That was at Garot2188 on Twitter. Hey. Speaking of which. Hey, boy, oh, don't do that. <laughs> speaking of which, find us there uh, at the AP Keaton. What did you just say, Alex? I said boyo. Oh, okay. I don't Irish. And at Wednesday Comics on uh, the old Twitter. <laughs> what else here? WednesdayComics.com, 605-215-1849, or go to WednesdayComics605 at gmail.com. You can email us uh, something there, too, if you'd like to. Um, make sure to visit our sponsors, RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. As we talked about in the past here, a big part of the upcoming DC movie, so you want to know about the Swamp Thing. Also go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for more information on their locations in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, or anytime online at RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Also go to Sue, that's S-I-O-U-X, supercon.com, supercon.com. Jeez, that that totally Sue thing people don't know how to spell. Is it com.com? Nope, it's con.com. But Retromania is coming up here. uh, Nope. Uh, it's called, uh, what is it? Supercon to the, uh, been, been, to the con and beyond. Oh, retro mini was last year. Yeah. 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 To the beyond what the con, what's it called? Let me double check. Let me check. It is. Should get this right. To infinity. Supergon to Sioux Falls and beyond. Oh, to Sioux Falls and beyond. Why wouldn't it be to the con and beyond that rhymes? I think because they did the return of the con or like the con strikes, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, my my joke was going to remain the same. I'm going to show up there with Buzz. Alex is going to show up there with Woody. And Garrett, who knows what he shows up with. Uh, Ham. Is that his name? Ham? <laughs> is that his name? I, I would think you mean Mr. Potato Head. 
Dude, I love Buzz Lightyear. So. All right, you can have Buzz, and I'll be Mr. Potato Head. That fits more. I feel first, like. At first, I didn't think that's what your joke was going to be. I thought you were going to say, you're going to show up Buzz, me with a Woody, <laughs> and then uh, whatever. Someone again. else is bringing a slide, bring a slinky. There you go. <laughs> or we could go back with a ham joke. Which one? <laughs> or bring a potato with Mr. Potato Head's faces on him. There you go. Speaking of potatoes, Ireland, you still in? There you go. Wednesday Comics. Uh, one, a, a good week. We had a lot of contention up front, uh, but uh, we turned it around by the end. And by contention, I mean me not liking a movie <laughs> and uh, it being a total surprise to Mr. Hashtag SOS1. So I think he thought me and him were going to be in and you were going to be the, the sender there, Corey. I would Garrett. Um, but it turned out I was, so. Yeah. Well, well, there can only be one sometimes. Yeah. Who knows? We know that Superman is going to be pretty good, okay? Because James Gunn is writing that himself. If any of these movies, Garrett, are going to be good in the DC, it's going to be that one. I really hope so. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, so. God, I hope he read Frank Miller's Superman year one. I need at least the scene. Holy shit. Of the mermaid. Where he, oh, I was like, yeah, you're going to see a mermaid go flying. <laughs> didn't I can't do, breathe. I'm out of water. Didn't he beat the shit out of some kids, too, in the first part? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they're going to rape Lois. Yeah. No, he's got to do that. He's got to do that wave with the captain over, oh, like, five yeah. wooden fences. You like, know what? That's back, something like, that James boom. Gunn could do that wouldn't be that out of the ordinary in a, video, in a movie. And I, it would be, I would be enough to, for me to give him the nod. And be like, yep, there you go. That's such a good one two panel, uh, Garrett, that I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to bed tonight happy. Cause you reminded me of happy memories. <laughs> you know what? I should get I should just buy another copy and like bend the cover back and frame it for you of him just waving from the water. Just... <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I actually go bang me a mermaid. God, maybe I should reread that and get back the joy. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. That's like a one. That's like a one-time ride. It was fun while it lasted, but I'm never coming back. I think four years later, the fact that you still talk about it holds a special place in my heart. I was yeah, gonna say he, he won. He won. It's not. It's one of those things. It's not good. It's not great. But I have fond memories of it. So in most, it's like, so it's like battling. Good. I don't remember what the plot was, but I know there was bad dick. God, yeah, you knew. Uh, there was Dick flopping around. It, there was Dick flopping around, and it wasn't uh, Dick racing out of the pool, you know? <laughs> Less digital than that shit got erased. You're right. I got censored. You guys to have the original, so. Yeah. I wonder how much Battle Wing's going on eBay these days. It's got to be at least $100. Yeah. You could sell some dick online for 100 <laughs> Hang on. I just want to look now and see. All right. Well, let's, I'm going to guess Garrett said 100. I'm going to go high and say 380. You're going to find it for. I'm not going to look, but because uh, I don't, I don't want to see that Google search. But um, I'm not, I'm not Google searching. I'm eBay searching. Gosh, you're eBay uh, searching Battlewang. Just don't do it yeah. on Craigslist. Man. No, I, I did I, Batman I, Damned number one. Ah, uh, you know it's actually not too bad. I mean. I'm seeing one I mean, one right now. I'm seeing for sixty bucks. That's not Wayne bad. fully naked first printing. Yep. Wow. 
I mean, I'm seeing a, a first print 10 for 435. So, what did I say on the nose? So, that is the first one that shows up when I put in the somebody is online one. spending half a grand on bat dick. They're looking for the dick, Garrett. They mm. don't want the one without the dick, they want the dick one. That's because the dick is the night. <laughs> and with that the dick is the night my name is marvin i'm alex i'm garrett hey everyone stay safe stay warm and keep turning those pages